Hey, everybody, this is Raphael from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Check out and thank you for listening to Thinking Outside the Long Box. Cowabunga, dude. Speaking of CG, holy crap, is that a whole army of them? Or is that just Tignataro? You're listening to Thinking Outside the Long Box with Juan Gabe and Doyle. Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of Thinking Outside the Long Box. I'm Gabe. I'm Doyle. I'm on. And today we're going to be talking about Army of the Dead. Yeah. Do you have it looked up? That seemed way more ominous than the movie did. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, the movie's not really ominous at all. Of the dead. Well, I mean, besides that they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's a 2021 American zombie heist film. Is this the first zombie heist film? No. I think Train to Busan is a zombie heist film. What are they heisting? They're heisting the money. What do you mean, what are they heisting? Train to Busan? The movie. Oh, I thought you meant an Army of the Dead. No, I was like, Army of the Dead's clearly a heist film. <laughs> I was like, what? Train to Busan, I don't remember them heisting anything. I was just trying to escape. Yeah, yeah you're right. For some reason, I thought <laughs> oh, okay. they were trying to get something. It's directed by Zack Snyder from a screenplay he wrote, he co-wrote with Shea Hatton and Joby Harold. Based on a story he also created, the film features an ensemble cast. Uh, it follows a group of mercenaries who plan a Las Vegas casino heist amid a zombie apocalypse. That sounded like such a smug like comment. It's, it's based off a story I wrote, based on another story I wrote. <laughs> I also directed, films, managed, produced. It is not. Not. And birthed it myself. Two minutes ago. It's not the first zombie heist film. 2007 Dead Heist. Four friends plan the perfect small-town bank heist, but choose the wrong night. Their plans go horribly wrong when vampiric zombies attack the town and trap them in the bank. Can they escape with the money in their lives? Straight up need to watch that movie. <laughs> what country was that made in? Sounds pretty cool. What country was that made in? Yeah, is that an American movie? Uh, American, yeah. It was made in North Carolina. Which, we always wonder, which means it was like a crazy low budget movie. Yeah. I, I doubt he did. But when you see things like that, it makes you wonder if like the big wigs rip off the little guys like that for sure, and just claim like, yeah, I wrote this. Well, I mean, Zack I Snyder. I, I believe Zack Snyder could have wrote this film. It's very Zack Snydery. It is. Like, so I don't. I'm not saying he did that here, but <laughs> I'm just curious if like a lot of like. The shit we watch is just like them, like sneaking shit from like. Oh, it has a, to be nineties. This and the 90s there's that. also really only like fourteen or fifteen like plots, like <laughs> overall plots. I yeah. think just in existence. Yeah, like yeah, it's a really it's combining a really ones like number. zombie and heist is pretty irregular. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so this movie was made for seventy to ninety million. They can't Jesus. pin it down. Um, well, pretty low budget for a Zack Snyder film. You think? Did you watch the making of this movie? It's on Netflix as well. It is straight up the generation of Las Vegas that cost that money. The way that they did it is insane. And it, I don't know how much Netflix paid them because I'm guessing that they recouped their money on the Netflix buy. But in the box office, they only made a million dollars. Right. And it capped, it was like number one the two weekends or whatever it came out. Right, but there's like, Netflix was on no board. No one going like to the theaters. theaters right yeah, there. Netflix was on. According to the making of Netflix, was on board from the get go. Like he pitched it to Netflix, and Netflix was like, "Go ahead and do it." And then he just did whatever the fuck he wanted. Like when he watched the making of Zack Snyder, was like, "I'm doing whatever the fuck I want to do." <laughs> like he literally took old, like out of focus, like dream, like lenses that he had, like photography lenses, and had them rebuilt into. Like movie casing, so he could shoot the whole movie with these lenses that don't ne- actually focus. Like I thought it looked really cool, and I didn't realize yeah. it was a much bigger deal than it was. People were complaining and shit. I thought it was a really cool. I thought thing. it looked. I thought it looked amazing too. Like just from a stand artistic standpoint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I mean, I understand what they're saying is like. These they don't have like a focus range. These lenses, they're just like they're just running around going like it's. Even he says in the making of it, he was like he's like ninety percent of this movie is way more in focus than I thought it would be. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird, man. Like 
I guess I didn't. I watched this movie and just enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it was just, it was a. It's what I would like summer movies to be. Just a, it's yeah. random, crazy, violent, ridiculous plot. But like, I don't need there to be 15 of these, right. and I really, really hope there's not because a they've killed the entire fucking cast. Well, there's going to be one more, I'm sure. Yeah, where he's like. Yeah. Anyway. Well, if you, I mean, like, if you really, Mexico City is one of the cities that if the zombies got into, it's everywhere. It's too big, too big, too international. It would spread like wildfire. Mexicans are fucking, I don't know, bro. I feel like I'm pretty immune to almost everything because of all the vapor rub that I had on me in my life. (laughs) All the Vicks, all the Webbles that they put, all the eggs. Well, I mean, there are other cities that... (laughs) Go find the egg, mijo! Are definitely equivalent or <laughs> or even crazier than Mexico City that you could spread it into. But Mexico City is just hugely overpopulated. People on top of people. It's a crazy international city. That shit would be everywhere instantly. I think more than anything, though, I didn't put any thought into how the movie looked or how the movie was directed at all. Because it just felt like every other action movie I've ever seen. I will say that if you have a photographer, which I, most people don't, so I don't know why people are complaining about it. If you have a photography or videography background, you do notice. Like, because there are, basically, he's shooting at, like, completely open. Everything's maxed up the field. If you watch it again, literally things, like, within a foot of their vision are in focus. Everything else is blown the fuck out. Which is just, like, you don't see that in movies. It's, like, a photography thing that happens a lot. So I noticed. I thought it looked cool. I don't know. I guess a lot of people didn't. what you're yeah. saying. I guess I, I thought it looked cool because I thought the movie looked cool. So. I didn't know that stuff. I just yeah. knew what I was looking at was interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know any of that. Yeah. But there's a lot of people who are like, dead pixels, there's something going on. Like, they, oh, yeah, yeah. You see, their shit was fucked up, so they were restarting the movie, and they were there was a lot of rage about there's it. There's a lot of dead pi- but that comes from those old lenses. There's right. a lot of, like, like flares. There's a lot of crazy shit happening, light leaks. Like, you see it all, but it's like, I thought it was just intentional until I watched the making. I just thought they just did that to make it look like that. But I was like, but no, I mean, it's shot very differently than in other movies. He's, he has a lot of crazy angles. You can tell his light sources are like inches from people, which is not normal. <laughs> and then you see it in the making of too. He's running around with this like fucking Captain America light shield, like <laughs> having it like in Batista's face while this other guy's like right here with the camera. Like, oh, and I was like, so yeah. So this movie is shot crazy different from any other movie I've seen, which again, I don't think I would have, if I didn't do photography, I don't think I would have noticed because the whole movie is just like, shoot them up fun time. Yeah. And like brutally shoot them up fun time in a lot of areas. <laughs> that part of the, that opening sequence is ridiculous. It's amazing. It's one of, I love opening sequences like that. You don't yeah. get those a lot. I really, no. really enjoyed the opening sequence. Well, she's like opening up with that 50 cal on those, that group of aliens and that one alien is, or the alien zombie is slowly disintegrating from the top to bottom. I like it because you take away some of the need to introduce who these people are in the mm-hmm. movie. You yeah. get that little bit in the beginning of and it. And it's like just good. enough. Yeah. yeah. And it also sets you up to like, there's going to be some shit in this movie. <laughs> Fucking zombie Elvis. Yeah. <laughs> but again. I think Vegas is a super good choice the to only put part this movie in. that you have in this movie that I just. Again, you stop it. Like, the people are stupid. Like. And not only that, it's like the emotions are stupid. If I'm a person, and the daughter was grown up. She wasn't five years old. And your dad has to brutally murder your mom because she's a fucking zombie. And then he spends the next couple years saving people. And then he has to go work in a burger shop. He's going to have some emotional damage. And you realize that if you're above eight years old. (laughs) So get over yourself. And then you watch on TV that the city's going to be nuked in an hour. So you're like, I'm going to split from the team and go save the other girl who's an hour away. (laughs) It's like, so you're going to go save her to die with her in a nuclear holocaust? Like, her motivations made no sense throughout the movie. She strikes me as like a really self Selfish person, and a really like, stupid and you're so, person. You're supposed to like kind of like sympathize with her, and I don't at all. Like I completely yeah. sympathize with Batista's character because I'm like, man, he just did what he had yeah, to do, yeah, I agree. and she's just like me, me, me. That's what I mean. Yeah. Is like they it's keep like, man, throwing that character you. in that you're supposed to like be attached to, and it's wrong every time. I feel like there's like one of those in almost every movie now. I also. 
more show. I also like, f- she's the person I wanted to survive the least. <laughs> yeah. I find myself... That includes the locksmith guy, because he was fucking incredible. He was amazing. <laughs> At the end when he goes all turbo. Yeah. He was amazing. Uh, I, I, I see those moments, yeah. uh, but more like the character choices, like like you. Like the girl who... The, the, um, the guy, the bodyguard who's paid to watch them at this point. Yeah. Like he leaves her to die. She jumps through the fucking window and she's capping people and she doesn't have the foresight to be like, he fucking left me while people are... Yeah. While Watching. Even though herself. there's like a... There's, there's a 30 gap. second window. And... <laughs> I think they have about a 30 second window to save her, too. Like, yeah, they definitely like, could have helped. We're good, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> but also, it's like, I mean, I forgot about that part. That chick was a badass for like her five minutes of life. Yeah, yeah. But I even forgot about that part. But yeah, it's those motivations I don't understand. I don't even understand the bad guys leaving them to die. You're still in a zombie hell world, bro. Like, you might need some assistance. <laughs> like, why not get everyone to the helicopter to get the fuck out and just part ways? Be like, keep your money. I'll go sell this head and I'll make all my money. Like, there's no reason to fuck them over. But, like, I'm going to try to f- survive the end of the world alone. They're also, when he kills the zombie matriarch... <laughs> And she's like, if she, when he finds the body, he's going to go crazy. Bitch, take the body somewhere then. Just leave it out in the middle of nowhere. Or just do that before you leave. Yeah. It's like, what? what not at the, not at the beginning of the movie. Like I don't, there's a lot of shit like that. I don't get it. I, I, I enjoy it. I did watch. I did love him dying to a tiger. Oh, that was good. I love how they like over foreshadow it too, where he's just like, I oh, hate yeah. that tiger. It's just not natural. <laughs> I love watching the making of it too, because I didn't know this. He's like, he's like, he's like, believe it or not, not the first movie I've been killed by a tiger in. <laughs> he's like, but first zombie tiger. He was in, uh, he's the guy from Fear of the Walking Dead. Yeah, but I didn't know he's been killed by a tiger before. Yeah, I don't know that either, but it was, I was like, oh, that's him. It's weird too, because like, He's a good actor because I love him in Fear of the Walking Dead and I hated him in this movie. So that's a good actor. <laughs> that's accurate, man. If you can love him in one thing and hate him in something else. Well, let's just kill him. And he's like, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> <laughs> that girl, too. The, his, the, even the love interest. Like, you survived venturing. You just opened the thing. You got millions of dollars. If that happens in real life, everyone in that room is in euphoria at that moment. I guarantee you. That is like a... All the everything's released, you know. You don't turn it around to be like, "Fuck you, you didn't love me." I'm just like, "This is not the time, bitch." Like, can we get on the helicopter first? I, I only nitpick because we're nitpicking right now. Me too. I but, love the movie overall. But the the helicopter scene at the very end, when yeah. you know the zombie's gonna come out behind them, mm-hmm. don't fucking stop. Just yeah. keep running to the like. Cool, she's there. Let's let's talk about how she or, almost left us, but came back later. Or let's just jump in the fucking helicopter. You're Batista, right? You close the door. <laughs> Put the fucking thing back. <laughs> have some like, have some foresight, Batista. There's this, always like those. Five, so bad, mofo. He's gonna come after you. There's always like those thirty seconds where you're just like rejoicing before escaping. Like just escape. Well, let's celebrate later. Also, and again, just just to keep nitpicking because I'm very high on this film. Give yourself more time. When the helicopter's landing, oh, we got nine minutes. That bitch didn't run down 30 flights of stairs, back up 30 flights of stairs, nine minutes. Like, <laughs> like Batista's in good shape. They're going to take breaks. It's <laughs> a lot of stairs. I just, like, why not go, like, we got half an hour. We got to hurry. That's still time pressing, you know what I mean? So for me, this movie, like, is super, super fun, right? But it's exactly how, like, Sucker Punch was or... Oh, like pretty much any Sucker Punch was a huge disappointment to me but keep going but like where I enjoyed it while I was watching it but I'll probably never watch it again like because it's just it was just like oh yeah that was fun okay that's it like yeah, it's just a I don't force you watching it's it not again. like it's not anything special and I don't think Zack Snyder ever makes anything that's like super special like, I don't know if he really meant it to be something special after watching the making of. It kind of just sounded like he was like, I just wanted to do no, I get that. some shit. And Zack Snyder definitely is that kind of director. He's yeah. making big movies to make lots of money that people are going to find fun, and that's it. Like, it's completely just disposable pop culture, which is fine. It's um, a heist movie with zombies. Yeah. They need to break into a Las Vegas but- casino safe. Really, they just want... They're a decoy. Yeah, they're a decoy. But that, nipping in, that doesn't even make sense because it says he sent other teams in before and the other teams were trying to get the fucking money too. 
So why? Uh, what? Like, uh, there's a lot of holes when you look at this movie. If logically, you, you, know, you know what's crazy? If you look it. at this movie too long, it is a giant plot hole. Because you could literally, like, the zombie queen and the other dude literally meet them like ten feet from when you get in. Yeah, you don't you have could to literally bring the team, have them come out and just pa and then fucking take them out. And <laughs> yeah, evidently not because all of a sudden, once the alphas come out, nobody can aim anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Until the end, when they're all just Rambo headshotters, like even like the daughter, like there's that scene where like the the asshole guy who's like been all rapey. Oh, he was so good. For she goes Luke to Cage. she goes to shoot him in the head, and he's like he's five really feet away, at... and she can't hit him. She's like, ah, 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 ah. he's really good in Sons of Anarchy too. The yeah, actor's is. name is Theo Rossi. Yeah. He's a that's fucking great him actor. So like, she she can't hit him. He's right there. And then she runs down the hall, and then like ten of them come down the hall. She's and like, then she's just ninja headshot, 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 headshot from like yeah. fifty feet away. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, I don't think guns work the way you think they work. Exactly, got right good here. real quick. Like those are moving targets. Okay, so at the maximum rate. <laughs> so here's the thing, Dave Batista, his character when he's dying, having this really intense conversation with his daughter who has to kill him. That is that is clearly Zack Snyder working some emotional shit out. Like that part is like I think the only part of the movie that makes any kind of sense to me where he is like literally working out some of his grief on the screen between fictional characters. I was like, man, you chose the weirdest <laughs> moment to like drop in like how that movie's like two hours and sixteen or yeah, something like that. The zombie stillbirth might be a little bit of that too. But like raising up the, yeah. the dead child so for like, the whole world to see. So like it was a little bit of a thing. So like we've watched like an hour and fifty minutes of this movie, five minute mega emotional scene. <laughs> Back to action movie. It's like, what the hell? Like, that transition is, like, so jarring that it almost took me out of the movie. Because, like, yeah, that scene is in, like, every zombie movie, but not like that. Like, that is way more. It's, it's him honestly trying to – and he said he's come out and said it. It's him trying to stretch his acting wings. He doesn't want to be – I don't mean Dave Bautista. I mean Zack Snyder as, like, the writer and but director. Batista too. It, it's him. He He's – Wants to be taken more seriously. He doesn't want to just do action, action movies. movies forever. That's yeah. something that he wants. He skipped doing Suicide Squad two to do this movie because uh, he's like, I want. I'm going to be the leading man. It's Zack Snyder. You know what I mean? I'll get to do I, something I want different. To do this. Yeah. And so I, I, I commended that part. The part where he killed his wife was pretty tough to watch. At the Who too. hurt? Dave Batista, because like in every movie, he plays the emotionally damaged guy. Like I feel like Dave Batista needs just a big hug from someone. <laughs> He's like, I'm not going to be the rando who just gives him a hug. I'll probably he shows up on set. So does my wife die in this movie? If not, I don't want any part. Of it. I don't want any. Yeah. Who, who who died in my family? Did my daughter leave me in this? No, I don't want to be in it. <laughs> My, my new love interest get brutally murdered right in front of me. And then but, but like, slowly. literally every movie I've seen Dave Batista in, probably in the last, like, two or three years, he is a depressed dude who is depressed because, like, his wife died or someone left him or he doesn't talk to his kids anymore. It's like, man, you have some real serious abandonment <laughs> issues, Mr. Batista. Why isn't he just... A mainstream hero in a comic book movie yet too. I have no idea. He's probably the well, he's most Drax, yeah. but I mean, like a. I would have been like main, like I'm talking like mainstreaming, like a DC hero or something at this point. Because like, Ooh, though, anyone like his his physical acting ability is beyond what most people are capable of. Like his like movements and like it doesn't look like acting. No. Like when you watch Superman. And it also doesn't look like wrestling. No. Which is watch, something that happens a lot of time with pro wrestlers when they're in action yeah. movies. There are very few actors who move like that. Because like when you watch like Superman, it's like an acting. Even the fighting is acting, you can tell. When he's going off on those zombies, like it looks like he is brutally killing people. Yeah. It looks <laughs> like, like, you know, it looks like, like John Wick. Like, yeah. I think, His lack of acting training. I, I think. <laughs> all, the, all the stunt guys are like, yeah. oh. <laughs> Stop hitting me. I think. This is fake. 
I think John Wick really raised the bar for action movies and how fighting and gunplay looks in action movies. Because ever since John Wick came out, like that kind of tactical movement with weaponry and like the way people fight in that like kind of hybrid weird Krav Maga style is is really prevalent. That is that is true too. And but I I'm think, just talking some of it. I'm just talking like when he grabs somebody and slams them up against something. I was just like, man, that looks fucking real. Like, <laughs> even like the big zombie guy didn't pull that off really to me. Like when he was hitting people, it didn't look. Yeah. It looked like people on wires getting thrown around. When Batista was doing it, I was like, I think he is like physically holding that person through the entire movement <laughs> well, so because he has the strength to do that's so. Like I'm, that's and so. It, I think he's like. A, both picking them up, slinging them, and slowing them down before they hit something. Because, like, it just looks real the entire way through. So that makes a ton of sense. Like, as a professional wrestler, he would have to know how to do all that stuff. Because any big move that you see them do, they're both doing it. Like, a power slam looks incredible, not just because he's bringing you down. Like, but because you're also throwing yourself down, and then it's also safe because the guy that's pulling you down is making sure you land the right way. So there probably is a there probably is a lot to that, and you got to. I mean, he's used to picking up fucking two hundred and fifty, three hundred pound dudes. So like, if he's fighting like an extra in like you know that weighs one hundred and thirty, yeah, zombie extra. Yeah, he can obviously pick that person up and probably do just about whatever he wants with them. Yeah. I just think it looked really smooth. It looks awesome. So this movie had me until the very end when it did what every other fucking stupid zombie movie does. And this dude fights out of a nuclear strike, out of a fucking high, crazy powered safe, walks all the way to a fucking car, has the know-how to go rent a plane and use all this money, but he doesn't know he was bit on the arm. <laughs> well, I'm like, bitch, you probably just spent a whole day doing all this shit, and you don't know you were bit? Come I don't know. See, that's the one loophole where I, I could see it, because like, if you just felt... If you just felt fucked up, which I think you, a that safe's never opening again. Your brain and robot not coming out. <laughs> but if for some reason it blew the door open, you're dying of radiation poisoning. Yeah. So I could see just like I feel like shit. There's really no knowledge needed to walk up to an airport and go, "Here's three million bucks. Can I get on that plane?" Like, it's not like he didn't walk up with like a secret passcode or nothing. But I'm just saying, the like, secret passcode was stacks. I'm saying, if, <laughs> if I get into a zombie fight, then blow up, I'm. Checking myself, probably. I am probably Especially too. Especially because it's like right here. Like it's not like oh, my other. My other see. thing though is I don't know that he gave a shit. Like he goes like, "Well, uh, damn," but I think like it might be because he realized he's not gonna make it. Like to me, like even his like speech at the end kind of seemed like he was trying to like be like, "Fuck you." I'm taking this shit to Mexico City. <laughs> I don't know, though, because I, I had mixed emotions with that, too. I was like, is he, like, wanting to spread the yeah, disease? I knew he had it the moment he walked out. Yeah, me too. Because he just, the it's obvious. So do we yeah. assume that he's, like, the alpha villain for the next movie? Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I liked his character a lot, too. Who plays... Who... Don't ever touch my saw. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't saw nearly enough people after the opening credits. I do love Man, that I... scene where the guy's like, yeah, I could use this. I could definitely kill a bunch of zombies. You're like, that dude's going to walk up right behind him, and he's going he's gonna to have that he's right behind me moment, and it's going to be incredibly funny to me. And it's, it's, it's sad to me that, like... Well, I guess because most people probably... I guess like we're probably at like the last generation that might watch that movie regularly. Predator, right? Mm. So like so his character is just like a redo of like uh what's his name and the the wrestler in that in Predator. I know his name, but Jesse Ventura. Oh Jesse Ventura. No, Jesse Ventura with his minigun. You know yeah. what I mean? He's the big, like kind of philosophical badass with like the crazy over necessary weapon. Yeah. And like so he's just a redo of that character. But Jesse Ventura is like the I think the epitome of that character, in my opinion. Where he gets to go out, like, literally clearing the minigun. Yeah, it's just, like, it's sad to me that, like, people won't know. I don't know if the, that character is a reference for Zack Snyder. It has to be, I think. On some level. But, like, so it's, like, to me, it's sad that, like, probably the future generations, like, your kids, I don't think will watch Predator, probably. Unless you sit them down and watch to watch Predator. My kids have already watched yeah. Predator. But yours are slightly old. I think, like, I'm talking, they're probably, like, the last generation to just, like, stumble upon it. 
No, no, I made them watch it. Okay. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, you gotta watch this shit. My dad too. He loves it. So if we're all together, I'll. Oh yeah, no, I, I figured I figured they would watch it because of you. But I'm like, it's it's not sad. It's just like just like that's how things age. I guess it is weird. It's like, just gonna be like it's gonna age out. You know what I mean? Like you know what's never gonna happen? I'm I, I'm never gonna like go see Lionheart again. Like it's not the big movies. Like every everybody that's our age is gonna make their kids watch. Watch Bloodsport. Watch. Oh, I've seen Lionheart probably twenty times. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, everybody's gonna make their kids watch lie. Die Hard, Bloodsport, Predator, Terminator. Yeah, it is the best one. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's those other movies. Like, like who's gonna have their kids watch like Rambo three? Nobody. Who's gonna? Who's gonna? Who's gonna watch Missing in Action with Chuck Norris with their kids? Probably nobody, and there's like six of those, you know. Like, it's there's a lot of weird, like, movies that are buried in the background that are just gonna disappear. And, like, it's weird because I'm like really realizing this. I went and got all these tapes from Las Vegas, right? And tons of the movies are from like the 30s and 40s. I've never heard of them, and they sound fucking incredible (laughs) like some of these movies sound awesome because like i type out what's on the back of the tape into the description so i get to read all of them and i mean there's movies about there's one about a ghost that falls in love with a guy and then like terrifies his wife until she like leaves so that the ghost can have him like all to herself (laughs) like that shit's incredible. Like that's a not gonna cool- lie. I saw an adult movie with that plot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is awesome, and I kind of want to see that too. <laughs> it's up to us, bro. It's, it's up just to us to carry the torch. But what's uh, weird torch is going to go very far. <laughs> yeah, it's weird because you you can't like fully carry no, that torch because like so much stuff comes out. Like probably eight movies. Too much media. Probably eight movies came out this week. I know about maybe four of them, and I watch two of them. You know, like, it's not it, – it's impossible. And so much stuff that so many people have spent, like, their time and money and energy making, there's going to be this minuscule amount of people that it's their favorite fucking thing they've ever seen, and then it's going to be completely forgotten in it's 30 the, years. It's the it's downfall, so, bro. It's so crazy to think about. Because, like, when I – so – this is like way too serious and probably not accurate at all. But when I think of like generations, like a lot before us, so I'm talking like I don't know, fifty, sixty. Yeah. A lot of their imagination to me seems kind of stunted. It's all just like their mindsets, almost like A to B, because they didn't really have a lot of like imaginative things growing well, up, they and they didn't have. As much access exactly. to other yeah. things. I'm not like yeah. I'm not putting any like weirdness on them. I'm just like their life wasn't like very technologically advanced or anything. Like it was just like a day to day work, you know, big wars. Like <laughs> I'm not saying they aren't bad. They weren't badasses. What they did. They just their lives are like when I talk to my stepdad. There's no glimmer there. You know, it's just like I do things this to this, and that's what makes sense to him. And then I get to like there's a there's a group I would say like before us by like ten to twenty years. And then down to about, I would say, 20, maybe 25 years old, where there's, like, a lot of, like, imaginative, like, creativeness, I, I feel like, in the in that mix. And then I get after 25, and maybe they'll develop it later, I don't know. But at 25 and younger, to me, just feels like cookie-cutter bullshit. Like, there's so much yeah. shit to where it's just, like, I feel like there's nothing original coming out. And I and this is, like, working with a bunch of them, too. Younger kids are coming out, it's like everything coming out of their mouths. I'm like, not interested in anything you're saying. Because it's like everything is just ghibli garbage. It's like they're listening to everything's WAP this or mumble rap that. Or it's just like, I'm like, I don't give a shit. They're like, have you seen this movie that is a classic? What? I've never heard of Schindler's List. I'm like, what the fuck's the matter with you? Like, you've never heard of it? I get it. I get if you haven't watched it at 22. But like, it hasn't entered your face. Like, So, like, I think it's interesting because. Again, like going back to those super old movies, there's all these like silent films that were like really fucking super creative. Um, one of the things that I got was, uh, and it's really interesting because we just watched Wizard of Oz uh, Return to Oz. So 
Frank Baum, the guy that wrote The Wizard of Oz, also made four Wizard of Oz movies. And they're fucking crazy. They're very weird. They're so bizarre. Like, they make Return to Oz seem like, oh, yeah, that was normal. (laughs) Like, you know, it's, it's, or like the guy that, um, I can't remember his name, but he made the movie where the rocket shoots into the moon's eye. Like you've seen, you've seen the image of it where there's like a moon face with like a big rocket in its eye. So he made 200 some movies, only like 30 or 40 of them have like survived because like his studio actually had like a giant fire and it just a lot of fires back. Yeah. Well, yeah, everything was, everything was made of wood and the shit was lost in the fire. There was also a lot of like not science and it was probably the quickest way to recoup money that you don't have anymore. There is that too. There's a lot of, there's a lot of going out of business. I think that's why they called it a fire. (laughs) Oh, I think it is. But you're um, selling fire damaged goods. (laughs) Oh, anyway, but like, so that's it. Like the, advent of like movie making like it's when movie making really caught steam and there's all these like creative super cool ideas and then you like kind of rush up to the 40s and like the studio system takes control and they say okay this thing's popular let's make 35 of those okay this thing's popular let's make 35 of those and like I think we're experiencing the same kind of thing right now because like in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, like in the 70s, you had like Scorsese and like, you know, making these gangster movies and like these crazy like like Dog Day Afternoon, which is about a dude robbing a bank to pay for his transvestite boyfriend's sex change. Like that's nuts. Or like Taxi Driver where like he's a fucking sociopath taking care of like a, you know, prepubescent prostitute like those are movies that don't get made train spotting like train spotting in the 90s like those independent movies like the jim jarmusch movies and like the no wave movies that were coming out in like the 80s and 90s and and then exactly then you get but each of those things that kind of boom up like clerks or train spotting or something uh quentin tarantino's pulp fiction is perfect example like it peaks and then the studio sees, oh, that's awesome. Let's make 30 of those. And I think we're in the, like, let's make 30 of those until there's some technology. Because the technology that happened was home video. Yeah, it feels Where you could just terrible. make whatever for however much you wanted as an independent filmmaker. And because of, like, the video store, like, ethos of, like, we just need as many tapes as possible because people show up and we don't have Schindler's List, (laughs) you know? (laughs) So, that I mean, I agree with that 100%. So there has to be something that, like, makes filmmaking accessible to people in a way that makes them creative again. Like, and I I agree with that and, like, so, and this isn't like an uncommon theme of people I feel like they're around my age or slightly older or slightly younger than me. If I find watch something and it's really interesting to me, I dive deep into that subject. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I like f- got really into like science fiction and robotics and movies and like that took me all the way back to like watching Metropolis and like, you know, into science fiction books and into like different genres and led into horror. Yeah. And like, so I was like that. To me, that's what I feel like is completely gone right now when I talk to anyone under the age of, like, 25. It's all, like, do you have you seen this? No. Do you, like, I like that. Well, I was like, you know, that came from this. What's that? And it's just, like, TikTok. Five hours. And it's just, like, I don't know if I'm right on it, but, like, every person I meet under 25, I'm just, like, constantly. Like, I, the other day I said, like, you know, I wouldn't care. And I mean it if you got rid of smartphones. If you went back to old phones, I wouldn't give a shit. I was like, it, I think I would prefer it. Like, it would you probably could, make our lives a you lot You could better. talk to people again. Because in my, like, in my office, we're trying to get younger and younger people. And literally, when they're not working it, they're not like, when I get a downtime, I might watch something. Or I'm reading something to figure out something I didn't know or going into something. When I look at them, it's just TikTok. Fucking TikTok. All of them. <laughs> what sucks is I'm the same way. Like, I get Constantly. so distracted by my phone so easily. Like when I'm when I'm doing work, if I'm not using my phone as like my camera, like I give it to Hannah to play games on so that I'm not paying attention to it. If we weren't doing this and I wasn't planning on doing more stuff in the future, I'm this close to flip phone in it. <laughs> I've actually thought about it a lot. Because because I'm on the yeah. I'm on the computer plenty. I am like, I'm that like I'm that close. 
I don't know. I'm on the computer plenty while I'm working, so if I need to check Facebook or Twitter or whatever, I can do that. Get an iPad, break it out every once in a while. I don't know. It's weird. God, we must sound like the oldest. Yeah, we're the fogies, man. I'm a fogey. That's I led that all to fogies. But do you have you noticed that at all? Is it just me? Like it's weird. Well, I mean, a lot. I think a lot of it has to do with being able to to make money that way and so you're you're always i think a lot of people are thinking of well, how do i do this video how do i make this video but i don't see any of them doing it i see a lot of people doing trying i don't see a lot of people doing it i see a lot of people trying to do it yeah but if you're out there <laughs> fucking busting a dance move for your tiktok more power to you but i just i see a lot of people just watching that I think shit that's what it stems from i think it's yeah. i think it stems from us being easily entertained by you know what's, very easy stuff you know what's interesting though and it is entertaining i'm not taking that from them i've blown many an hour on tiktok man that's why i don't look at it anymore because it is easy to go down the hole i get it you know it's in, it's interesting because you know i'm i was just talking about how i feel like there needs to be something that makes creative filmmaking accessible for people and it just occurred to me that like one of my favorite TikToks is exactly that. Mm-hmm. It's like this it's a show effectively called Call Me Chris where this lady plays all the characters. Like uh-huh. it, and she there's a dozen freaking characters in her show and they're all distinctly different. You you always know who they are and like they're hilarious because they revolve around her imaginary toddler, you know? And playing with like stereotypes of how people are and it ends up being like kind of interesting social commentary while also being completely hilarious like yeah she's a, she's a funny creator I, I think yeah your, i think your phone is that thing i think it there, is there too i just so don't many there's a, there's a few contests around the country too where it's like you can it's kind of like hands and all those film festivals but it's strictly with you making shit on your phone i just don't think people have quite figured out how to translate what they're creating on their phone to like a movie movie right and that's what it's gonna take like and that's and i think once that happens there will be a massive explosion of like super creative movies like you already see Uh, it i think we're like not I think we're like a gener, and I mean like a technological generation. So it could be two. Years. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, one or two away from that being easy enough. Yeah, because you could do it right now. It'd just be too hard. Yeah, it's just it makes a little bit. Once you really get that far invested, it makes more sense to step up. Yeah, but like, yeah, probably you would. You would need actual like. You would need computer training to make yeah. like a movie level movie with your phone right now. Within, I would say, easily probably in five or ten years, that stuff's that's gonna, gonna be happen. Pretty because you see that there's a lot of like African films that use special effects that are just straight off of you know yeah. they're like straight out the box effects. From the gods like, must be crazy. No, <laughs> no. Like when I, he throws the bottle, and it cuts back, and then they drop the bottle. Uh, yes, that. <laughs> but no, I mean, what I mean is like you can it's see some like, practical effects <laughs> where you can buy. Know, I'm just kidding. The package that has the lightning bolt effects, and you can see where they've literally just lifted that out of the program and put it right. into their movie. Yeah. But it still looks decent enough that they're doing. If you were to throw enough filters and then add some fake camera shake and like you did a couple things to it you can make that look pretty real yeah and that's that that's the part at which there probably are enough apps that do that but you'd have to have like six apps and then you'd have to know a little bit of extra this and yeah i think it is like i think you're probably right it's about one or one or two like phone generations away probably from being pretty highly accessible and i think when that happens we're gonna see a lot of the same kind of like explosion and creativity that we saw in the 80s here's the other thing is because i know that i was like bitching out there being a lot i know there are still a lot of creative people out there absolutely but those people i think they're just over they're just like drowned out a lot by media too like did you see that um it blew up online but it was about like a guy having groundhog day but he's like trying to survive the cop Oh, yes. So that got really popular. Well, it turns out, like, an Asian girl made that exact same movie, like, ten years before that, put it on YouTube, and even got an article written about the movie by the by the magazine that produced the movie with YouTube, the show with YouTube ten years later. Hmm. Completely shook her idea. And I've watched it. It's not even close to original after that. Like, it's she literally made the same exact short film. Like, yeah. And they recast it. And it was the people who bumped her her show, so they knew. 
They wrote an article like ten years later. They were like, "Well, I don't think anybody remembers that shit anymore." It's pointing again. <laughs> you know, like it's po- it's more poignant now than it even was then. Yeah. Like let's fucking do this again. And so it's like I wonder how often like you get those creatives that are out there that are putting shit out, but then you just get like that big dog who's just like, "But we got." the fucking capital and put it in your face and, I and think, then so they lose out because they're releasing it on their phone and not through like a major company i wonder how I'm often saying, that happens is it what probably I'm happens fairly often but what i'm what i think is eventually it stopped the, being about army of the dead a long time ago that's okay i think <laughs> i think eventually when the when the ability to make a better film with your phone mm-hmm. gets to the point where you can like present it to like a distribution company because that's what happened that's what happened with a lot of the independent movies in the 90s, like, yeah. you know, El Mariachi or like Clerks or whatever, is that they took it to a film festival and a distribution company was like, holy shit, we got to make that. But like, see, what I'm thinking is, since that happened, how many film companies now are just like waiting to see like the quality could be there. Like that girl that made that short film, it was quality. I mean, she made it with big, like, she's like a film student. It's like, a, it looks good. But she's just not a big name. It didn't get out Did there. Did she come out and say something? Yeah, she was like, "What the fuck?" Oh. <laughs> On TikTok, she released it. She was like, "Yeah, this is my sh- this is my shit. This is when I released my shit. This is the magazine writing an article about my shit. This is the article now teaming with YouTube remaking my shit and not crediting me." And they like didn't say nothing. I if she could sue <laughs> Probably. Oh, I'm sure she's going to. Yeah, yeah. But as but I wonder how quick they are to just step on you now to be like, because even if you could make it look awesome. They can still make it look awesomer, like and put it in front of your face, to where like a you're not going to see it. You get, those people get money. Like it may not be a shit ton of money, but a lot of the time, a lot. I'm not saying all yeah. the time. A lot of the times they find something, and because if it's out there and shit, then you yeah. they're just like here, here's the money, here's ten grand. We're gonna go make two hundred million grand, but here's ten grand for you. But how start. often? I don't think that <laughs> happens a lot. I think they have to sue, and how many people can sue? Like you can't just like just because you sue YouTube doesn't mean you're gonna win, right? Of course. And like, how many people can actually afford to do that? Like, it's a t- it's tough because I can see it, I can see it from their side as well. I mean, when it's like a blatant fucking, you just ripped me off. Yeah. It's a little hard to be sympathetic, but that's like, why her a lot story of don't yeah. even let you send them stuff because yeah. then if they saw it, yeah. then they make something kind of similar to it. You can be like, ah. That's my story, you know what I mean? So well, like, yeah, like you don't even send me anything. Her story wasn't crazy. Like I could see how the idea came to her, and it wouldn't shock me at all if the same idea came to somebody else. But the fact that it was the same magazine that wrote an article about her shit who did it again, I was like, I mean, you can't really like that's hard to. <laughs> that's hard. That's a, at that point, it is yeah. pretty hard to deny. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this got so off topic. So I'm getting Army of the Darkness ninety two percent. Army of the Army Dead. Army of the Dead, not Darkness. I'm giving Army of Darkness probably 98%. <laughs> I give that 100%. It's one of I the... don't give it 100% because it's... You shut up. It's the greatest yeah. movie ever made. <laughs> it does not hold up. Un- have you seen the, uh, the, uh, the original ending to it? To Army of Darkness? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so funny. It's so good. <laughs> it's... Uh, yeah, it's the first half of that movie is hard to watch. That's all I'm going to say. 92% for Army of the Dead. That's what I, mean. I, I enjoyed it. It, yeah. it would have been higher. But there are things that, like sometimes the the zombies look like they might be robots, yeah. and then they threw in the maybe we're in a multi dimensional thing, and I'm like that sounds really cool, but it never was touched on again. And they they do all the skeletons do resemble the people who are in there. Yeah. Like there's some things that just don't. They just I re- I just wrote that stupid. off to that guy being crazy a little bit honestly. <laughs> See that's why I'm like I don't know. It was really cool, but I, I'm at 92. percent I like the movie. I was at 85 okay. around 85 percent because those holes they're enough to bug me while I'm watching it. Even though like I'm having a good time. I'm like, I'm like, oh, what the fuck? And then somebody explodes. I'm like, yeah, I'm back in it. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they still take, they, there's so many like moments of just, nobody would do that, that it does jar me out of it every once in a while. So I'm like 85%. I love that the president is so Trump-like though. I, that they're was like, pretty funny. Like the president says it's going to be pretty cool to nuke <laughs> Vegas on the 4th of July. <laughs> And I was like, I Trump would do that. <laughs> yeah, he would. <laughs> I I probably give it a little bit lower. I'm probably at like eighty percent. Like it's it is a very fun 
super great like summer action movie, but it's not like really anything special other than Zack Snyder made it. It's two and a half hours long almost, you know. It just it's a good movie. It, it was, is overly long. It was fun. I didn't I think about that. I do when I like I'm like this movie still happening like because I did think that, that like twice I was like, I, did think I was it, like how long has this fucking movie been going I did on? think it I thought I think I thought that like once towards the very end and then some exploded no I think I think it was right before his daughter has to kill him and then there was that weird emotional moment where I was like dang that's intense and then it was just back to explosions and then when it was they over get to the roof and like the aliens toot it. Aliens did, and I was like, "You just be on the roof." I don't have the five extra minutes. We're two hours and fifteen minutes in at this point. <laughs> like, I, you have no reason to not be on the roof. I just, it just feels like every other like summer blockbuster, which is fine. So, so we're, I, going, we're going. I don't. I'm sorry. I don't want to cut you off. We're going 45 minutes long, but you didn't talk about Tignataro. Oh, and so I wanted to give you time to do that. So. Finding out that Tignataro hasn't even met Dave Batista, and that somehow, without being on the set, the two of them have like the best fucking on screen chemistry in the whole movie is flabbergasting. Like, that was the most incredible piece of information that I read about this movie. That the fact that they can A, do that so it looks completely seamless. So I don't think I ever noticed. They, they filmed. She she came on after everything person, was done. Yeah, another person in the movie had filmed, and then I guess he got accused of sexual harassment and a lot of shit. Who did? So uh, I can't remember his name, but that's they had originally cast somebody, and it was done. Mm-hmm. And so oh, they, was like Batista they, got accused. No, 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 no. The guy who's not in the movie. Anymore, oh, okay. The guy who Tig replaced. But they literally just spliced her into the whole fucking movie. It's, yeah, you can't tell. You can't yeah, tell. You can't. When you posted that, I was like, no fucking way. Dude, I thought, I thought it was a when joke. when you think back about it, you can tell. Because they, they're never in frame together. Well, because she's never... She's always acting against... like She's always by herself yeah. in every scene. She says a lot of one-liner funny shit. After yeah. the fact, you notice it if somebody tells you. Yeah, but I would have never guessed I that. never would have guessed. Let's see who. Her character's hilarious, too. You know what her job is? So no. Funny. Don't give yeah, a shit. Yeah. Let me guess. It involves flying a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> she's so funny. Even her shit in Star Trek Discovery is really, really funny. Yeah, she's one of my, she's one of my favorite characters. <laughs> she's like, I gotta guess I'm about the second most important person here. Oh, it's Chris. We're talking about yeah. the security guy. It was Chris D'Elia, the comedian Chris D'Elia. Yeah. I don't know if you know who he I'm is. I'm not but surprised that he's accused of that. Neither am I, because like half of his stand-up set is that. And he's a, such an over-the-top comedian. Oh, uh, yeah. He's funny as fuck, oh, I too. <laughs> I have a dead stop now when I hear like anything against comedians. I was like, I gotta know the whole story, because like, th- like more than half of them now have been fake. Not but just, then you get the Cosby one that's real real. <laughs> <laughs> that's like extra real. Oh, There's man. Like 50 women up there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. In general, though, it's a really good movie. Yeah, it's we just gave, We gave it an 86. It's it's pretty fun. It is a B plus. It is. I, and I think that is exactly what it is. It's a B plus. If you were Asian, you'd be getting beaten for that. But. <laughs> one point lower than uh, Love, Death, and Robots. Okay, man, it's weird as I don't put it on that scale in my brain yet, but it is a, it is a group rating. <laughs> That's kind of cool, though. Yeah, yeah. That's what I wanted out of the scale system. I like that. Yeah. We should write those two down. I, I said them out loud so that I could do some. Yeah, we, we could have, have some, like, like a we could have we, some, like iconic. I agree. Like Rotten Tomatoes does. They we could have like a master list of like where everything is oh, rated. Like you know how crazy. you know how Top Gear does like their top yeah. ten fastest cars. We should have like a perpetual top ten best movies. Oh, what is our icon gonna be? I don't know. I don't know. For now, I was gonna find something and just put it on. Probably there. like a poop emoji or something. Like five poops. No, that's okay. No, I just wanted one emoji oh, and then the number. Yeah, like a poop emoji with like yeah, a number under it. It's 85% twice it- vehicles on it. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. You're talking about cuts. Yeah, I know. You're rid of Michael Kirk and you're talking about twice baked lasagna? That's a throwaway line. Michael Kirk is in our outro, man. <laughs> so people are going to be like, they give it 85 twice baked lasagna? <laughs> Granted, nobody's going to understand that. 
twice baked grilled cheese, buddy. I love buddy. the idea. I love it. I'm just making fun of you. Oh, man. Speaking of outros, be sure to check us out. TOTLB.com. That's where you can find all of our social medias and probably find links to the episode where we talk about twice baked grilled cheeses. Oh, just a little kicker. I've been rewatching. This is for the people. I've been re-listening to watching a lot of our shit recently. Yeah. Um, if you're a listener and you don't listen to old episodes, the dead don't die. You'll enjoy it. <laughs> it's probably top five episodes of like the hundred or so that I've listened to over the last like two months. Why is that? It's just epic, dude. Like <laughs> the movie's terrible, but the episode's hilarious. I love that movie. I know there's one point and you're like, well, it's like on a serious note. Tell me why you like it, and you talk to me, and I go, I hate this movie. <laughs> And then Tim like just dies. Like everybody's lines are perfect in that movie. Like or in that episode, everybody's funny. Oh, that's awesome! It is a really funny episode. <laughs> Join us on Patreon at Patreon.com/slash/totlb, and on YouTube at YouTube.com/slash/thinkingoutsidethelongbox. I hear tell we're really close to 150 subscribers. Yeah. So be sure to go and subscribe and like and share and all those things. Um, <laughs> Give us a call on the Michael Kirk Memorial Hotline. You know, we had a conversation about, you know, should we talk about Michael Kirk? Should we give the real story? And here's the real story. Michael Kirk is one of our friends. Oh, you're giving it? And he used to have sex with midgets, and now he's dead. (laughs) (laughs) So give us a call. 970-573-6148. The Michael Kirk Memorial Hotline. May his midget love and ass rest in peace. Or burning hell, depending on which side of the fence you're on. man. No, you don't go to hell for that. Plenty of people love midgets. Some people hate people. I mean, he was he was a little, you know, over the top about it. but <laughs> he arm wrestled them? <laughs> well, no, he used them. <laughs> He used them as his. That's a movie I want to see. <laughs> with Stallone reintroducing Hawk as a character. He's like, I'm really a murderer. <laughs> Just smashing midgets. He like he hits the yeah. table and they fly across the room. He's like, I like I'm really a midget because I'm always going over the top. Automatically. <laughs> the arms are so tiny. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. Until next time, I've been Gabe. I'm done. <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Patreon, and YouTube for behind-the-scenes information and more content! Thinking Outside the Long Box is a Baron Space production! ha <laughs> ha!